You're listening to the Bourbon and Balance Podcast, where we discuss fitness and the finer things in life with people who find balance between both. This week, we interviewed our friend Danielle Dunlap. Danielle is a professional crossfitter, business owner, and mom. During our conversation, we discussed the issue of performance-enhancing drugs in the sport of CrossFit. We are incredibly thankful that Danielle was open and vulnerable during this conversation and really gave us an insight into the issues that are facing professional CrossFit. Is that bourbon and balance? Can you say it? Yep. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bourbon and Balance podcast. We haven't been uh we haven't talked to you guys in a while. It's been a couple weeks or maybe months at this point. We've been a little busy. A little busy. But we have on Danielle Boudreau, right? Well, Dunlap. Dunlap. Formerly Boudreau. Oh, now man. Dunlap. Because your email still had the <laughs> dang. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah, I, I messed it up already. Yeah. We'll it's okay. The podcast over. No. no, it's fine. We're not <laughs> going okay. to. That is um, hello. Hi, welcome. We kind of did a, a pre-introduction before we started, but um, what's going on? How are you? How's life? I'm good. Um, yeah. I'm just kind of relaxing and enjoying my official off season. Now. Yeah. Uh, unintended off season. Yes. A little bit. And we'll get into that. But um, we've had Danielle on before. I think it was last year during um, Fresh Coast. Fresh Coast. Same time was, last year. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Almost a year ago this weekend. Well, it was last weekend, but, um, give, give a quick introduction, uh, to, I guess who you are and maybe just the general topic of what we'll probably be discussing for the majority of, uh, today's episode. Absolutely. Um, so my name is Danielle Dunlap. Um, I've been doing CrossFit, um, since 2013, um, I started here up in Michigan, um, in Holland at CrossFit Lake Effect. Um, trained with Eighth Day for um, about six months or so. I would say we, mm-hmm. we worked out together. Did Granite Games in 2018. That was super fun. Yeah. Um, I went to regionals as an individual in 2017. Um, 2018 tried to go team and that did not work out. Mm-hmm. Um, 19, I got pregnant, had my daughter. Um, she's about two and a half now. Um, moved down to North Carolina. I've been there for almost three years. Um, my husband, Alan, is in the military. He also did CrossFit for quite some time with Fort Vancouver. Um, Yeah, I'm a mom. I own my own business, uh, my nutrition uh, coaching company. And um, yeah, that's me. Um, We're here today to talk about performance enhancing drugs. Um, (laughs) And yeah, that'll be a, a fun topic considering one of my teammates got popped this year. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, obviously. Um, Yes. Yeah. And I guess just to maybe not dig a little bit deeper into like your past as competing, but um, we started competing around the same time. So we kind of always competed next to each other and then eventually with each other. And we did really well and it was super fun. And then you moved. And during that whole process, you have been extremely close numerous times to qualifying for the games. 
Yep. Um, so as an individual in 17, what was, what was that process like, or like what, um, how close did you get? Um, 17 was just the year to make it to okay. regionals, um, back in the day. So made it to the central East. Um, obviously I was there to compete, but I was also there. Like that was my first time really competing at a high level like that, other than going to granite games the year prior. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a fun process, but I think I finished like 22nd. Okay. Um, so I did not finish well. Sure. Yes. But I mean, still at that time, as, as you and I both know, and Tully knows, obviously, um, the central East was stacked. Yeah. It was always the stacked region for both males, females and teams. Um, so even to qualify for regionals at that time kind of proved, uh, your spot in the sport. Right. And that was kind of like your first professional taste of CrossFit. Yes, it was. It was crazy, but it made me want to do it longer. Yeah. And then 2018, um, give it a little bit more, I guess, like background or detail on on that process, because I think it's really important to highlight um, and and we'll eventually get to what happened this year. But to highlight what has happened up to this year and I think what. um, Why this year is even more devastating for you as an athlete. Absolutely. Um, so in 18, um, OC three recruited me to go move up there and, you know, train with them for the season. And that's Um, in Iowa, correct? Yes. uh, Iowa. Um, and originally the plan was to try to send two teams, um, because that was the year that it changed from six to four. Right. So the plan was to send two teams. Um, Andrea, she's now a part of Mayhem. Um, she tore her knee at Wadapalooza. So um, with her getting hurt, that kind of changed the team's plans. Um, so they decided to only send one team. Um, you know, obviously the positions aren't solidified until regionals, uh, the workouts came out. Um, that's the way that they worked. So by that time, Andrea was getting a little bit better. Um, and I was not chosen to compete on their regionals team. I declined my individual invite, um, which was, I think tougher for me declining that invite knowing that I could have gone individual. Yeah. Um, and them not relaying the information to me that, you know, I could possibly not be on the regionals team. So maybe consider going individual. Cause I still like, regardless of Andrea getting hurt or not, if I would have gone as an individual, I could have still been their alternate. Sure. Um, so I think that was a harder pill for me to swallow, you know, not seeing my season come to a close um, in the way that I wanted it to in with competing. Sure. Yeah. Especially after moving, you know, from Michigan to Iowa to compete. Yeah, that's really tough to move all that way, have all that sacrifice and then really not have it be in your control in a lot of ways. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, it could have been in my control if they would have communicated, mm-hmm. right. Hey, this is what we're looking at, you know, go ahead and accept your individual invite because we're going to put her on the team. Yeah. 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 And decline your individual a- invite. I mean, that, that ended your season right there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying that I could have made it to the games that year, but sure. you know, I at least could have competed on the floor that year yeah. instead of watching. And, and I mean, <laughs> transparently, like when I went to regionals in 2018 at the time, like in my own head, that was my games. Like, I mean, for so long, and you know this too, um, we've had this conversation years ago, but like at that time in our CrossFit career, just making it to regionals was the goal. I mean, thinking about going to the games is something that uh, as a, as a younger athlete in the sport is like so out of reach, or at least you think it is. Yeah. Because you haven't even been to that semifinal stage or, you know, at the time regional stage. So to decline that, you know, that's like declining your trip to the games. It, so yeah, that that's, that's really tough. And then especially for it to be out of your control after the move and all of that, that's, um, that's really hard. Yeah. 2019 though, I, what was the year that you, um, you competed that maybe that was 2000, that was last year then that you competed as an individual and in, at the Mac. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So that was, so 2019, you got pregnant. 2020, uh, games. zombie zombie apocalypse. Yeah, the games fell apart. And then oh 2021, what happened that year? Um, that was my comeback year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a big year for you. Yeah. Um, Reagan, obviously, Reagan, not obviously, but Reagan was unexpected. Um, so Alan and I got pregnant. Um, so I just had a lot of like fire coming back after my pregnancy, um, you know, to not only prove to myself that I could come back, but, you know, prove to people that may have like doubted me, um, and, you know, chose somebody else over me to go to the games, go to regionals, that sort of thing. So, that really lit a fire for me, um, in 2021. So I made it to the Mac. I got ninth, um, against another stacked field yeah. and made it to the last chance qualifier. Um, did not do well in the last chance qualifier. Um, Alan was gone basically from the open in 2021, all the way up until, the last chance qualifiers when he got home. Okay. So I was single mom in it, working full time. Um, and just the culmination of that and the last chance qualifier, Alan coming home at the end, my body just kind of like crashed and burned. Yeah. Cause I was in survival mode for so long. Sure. Um, I just kind of died a little bit. Yeah. So, so to make it, I mean, it's still right, like absolutely incredible to have a baby and then come back and have that be your next season is just absolutely incredible. And I think, I think to my point earlier of, you know, 2017, 2018, like going to regionals being so difficult um, now stack on having a child stack on being a single mom, right. And the field of competitors is only getting deeper and more competitive and for you to qualify not only qualify for semifinals but 
to do so well and to really advance to even another stage, which was the last chance qualifier is, is pretty insane. So kudos to you because that's um, very, very impressive. Thank you. Um, So then, right. You have a big year, super competitive. What makes you go team? Like what, um, what was the reasoning behind that? Was that the plan all along? Um, How did you pick your teammates? What, What does that look like? And what's the gym that you were competing for? Uh, so the gym that I was competing with was cross CrossFit shoe fly. Okay. Um, and they're based out of uh, Fuquay, which is about an hour and seven minute drive away from me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So backtracking up a little bit, I met Shaylin after semis in 2021. Um, she was a competitor there as well. Uh, but I did not know she was, you know, in the area close to me at all. Yeah. So we met up in the fall, trained a little bit together. Um, and her and her husband had talked about, Hey, we maybe want to put a team together for next year. Kind of kept that in the, in my, in the back of my mind. Um, Alan and I went to Washington for holiday block leave. We're there for three weeks and just being in that atmosphere, um, such a cool gym but you know having him be able to tell stories of him being on the team and having him with his old teammates it it really like I wanted that experience yeah um training by yourself is so hard so hard hard. um and I was training training at like the level that you're you're talking about like training by yourself is hard right if you're just trying to be fit now stack three to six hour days of training and pushing to your limit as yeah, well. going to deep, deep, dark places. Like that's way, <laughs> way different. Yeah. Way different. So I uh, reached out to Shaylin, Nick, um, Jalen, Malanza, our alternate. I was like, Hey guys, do you want to put together a team for next year? Yeah. It was like mid December. Um, Wadapalooza happened shortly after that. Um, and we met up, after Wadapalooza kind of talked about it all where we wanted to affiliate, um, what would be best, um, for everyone. And it was decided that shoe fly would be the best place. And is that where, um, Nick and Shaylin train? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Um, Malanza and Jalen are in the army. So they were kind of like all over the place as oh, far as training wise, so okay. Italian gym, um, some gyms in the area, but, uh, yeah, they would come out, we would hit team training sessions together Sure. and, uh, yeah, that's kind of how that came to fruition. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you guys commit to being a team. Um, now I, I mean, I've competed with, with Michael and Heather now for since 2018. So that's coming up on five years. Um, really it was like end of 2017 into 2018. Let's start talking kind of like, let's go into the, like the shitty situation of, of the, the PED positive test. Like we are pretty open in terms of what we're eating, what, you know, how we're sleeping, et cetera. But like, we all kind of take our own supplements. Um, I don't really take very much. I, I, we really all just take creatine. We have protein and then, um, like a pre-workout of some kind. Mm -hmm. Um, 
were you guys at all as a team? Like, did you ever have conversations of like, Hey, what are you taking? Are you taking this? We should all be taking this. Like, were there sponsorships involved um, with products that you guys were getting? Like, what did that look like? Or was there never even really a conversation about uh, any of that? There was a conversation. There were um, a couple conversations. We, at the beginning of the season said, hey, we wanna get our supplements tested. We wanna know what everybody's taking, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, especially like with Shaylin and her job, she gets drug tested all the time. Um, guys in the army get tested all the time. Um, looking back, it wasn't, they aren't being tested for what CrossFit is looking for. Sure. Um, but that was what was said when we wanted to test everything. Yeah. Um, it was also said that by Jalen in particular, that he doesn't take any supplements. Nothing, no protein, no creatine, no pre-workout. And in all the times that we trained together, I never saw him take anything specifically. Sure. Besides the litter, the droppers of the Cirrus performance, whatever that is, the company that Jeff Evans owned. Okay. Okay. That's the only thing that I I saw him take. Um, But still, that's a supplement yeah sure yeah so i don't know if there was like a misunderstanding as to what supplements are because are supplementation to your diet sure so technically vitamins are supplements yeah protein is a supplement creatine is a supplement pre-workout is a supplement all of those things yeah so um It's interesting because so last year was the first year that um, eighth day qualified as a team. And I really knew nothing about the background or the process of getting tested um, for for drugs, like getting getting an official drug test. And so um, just as a as a quick kind of like background, as soon as you qualify for the games, you basically get a chaperone uh, like glued to your side and they walk you to the back to a um a very like high security room and you can't give anything to anybody you can't take anything from anybody whether that be equipment or water bottles or whatever like you literally you're not supposed to come in contact with anybody else Mm -hmm. um if you need water to help you pee they give you a, a fresh sealed bottle of water and um they take which now is becoming part of this whole conversation, but they only choose at random two of the four athletes on each team. So myself and Zoe were chosen last year at the Granite Games. Um, We are in a room with all of the other sets of two athletes from each team. And I think last year they did sixth place team and seventh place team as well. Okay. Um, And you basically just wait in line. You fill out a very formal, um, you know, document. They, check your ID. Um, and then they, they watch you pee. I mean, like my pants were at my ankles, my shirt was pulled up to my chin. Um, and I was facing uh, the, the, the test administrator Yep. and he watched the pee come out of my PP. Yep. 
and the girls do the same thing from what I understand. And you can, I think you got tested, correct? Yep. Um, and so there's really no way to fake it. Now, I think because, and to be very clear, I have never, ever taken a, a performance enhancing drug. So this is coming from a very uh, honest place, but you start thinking almost like second guessing yourself on things that you have taken, you know, whether it be protein or pre-workout or, you know, whether it's a multivitamin or a melatonin tablet, like you start not second guessing, but you have that like almost fear in your mind of like, man, you hear all these talks about tainted supplements or, you know, random drugs that people, um, test positive for. And you just, you, you know, you hope that everything that you have done and all the research that you have done as an athlete is, is honest and true. And so that whole process, I think followed into this year, which, uh, is interesting to me that athletes still are willing to take that risk of maybe I won't be the guy that gets tested, yeah. you know, off of the team, right. Cause it two guys, they're only testing one. Um, what was, what was your initial, uh, feelings of getting chosen to be tested or like, what was that, you know, does, does it, uh, run in parallel to what I just said about, you know, last year and this year, was it the same for you guys? Yeah, it was the same. Um, however, they did add blood testing for one of yeah. the athletes along with P this year. Yeah. But I had the same feelings going in. Um, I was honestly shocked that I was the one to be chosen because sure. Shaylin is way more Jack than me. Yeah. Um, and the, the gains that she made this year were huge. Um, okay. so I was shocked that I was chosen in the first place. So was she, um, but same feelings going into it. I was super nervous, um, sitting there like, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, being super proper. It was almost like I like got, you know, in trouble with the cops. Yeah. Um, yeah. I knew that I didn't take anything. However, there's still that little, you know, thing in the back of your mind, especially from seeing Ricky Gerard get popped. And, yeah. you know, people throughout, you know, the years, especially, you know, 2018 was crazy. But um, yeah, you start questioning yourself and yeah. And you know, is there something, you know, as much research and clean products that you think that you're taking, you, you really don't know. Yeah. So last year, one, one thing that I thought was interesting um, at Granite Games, you know, you're sitting in the room and I don't know how it was for you guys this year. And it was the same this year, but you know, we're like kind of shooting the shit with all the other athletes that got chosen because it's kind of a long process to wait to pee um, some of the athletes like can't pee right away. So you're like waiting for the water to get through your system. And I mean, I had conversations with the two, two athletes that tested positive last year at Granite games. So the third place team or the second place team and the fifth place team last year at Granite games, both had an athlete that tested positive. Yeah. And I didn't know, right. Like talking to them in that room, I would have, I would have never known that they, you know, were taking something. Yeah. Did you have any fear or doubt for Jalen when you heard him get called or was it like you, at the time you still had the trust in him as one of your athletes to, you know, to basically be doing the exact same thing that you, you have done uh, as a clean athlete. 
Um, I feel like that's a tough question. Um, like you said, regardless of you knowing that you didn't take anything knowingly. Yeah. Um, I was nervous for the both of us. I, uh, you know, looking back on everything now, knowing what that he did test positive, I, I just feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. Um, I wish I could have done more for him. I wish I feel, I wish that he could have trusted me more to like, say, Hey, Danny, I'm nervous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I wasn't nervous at the time, but I was, you know, nervous looking, looking back on it. Sure. Cause I wanted to trust him. And even when the email came, I, I wanted to trust him then too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he tested positive for what Ricky Gerard tested positive for, um, yep. CW1516, which is also called Endurabol or Carterine. Um, yep. 17 athletes in total this year have tested positive for that or not for that, but have tested positive for a, a banned substance. Um, and more than half has, has tested positive for that, yep. um, for that same drug. And it's, I mean, in the sport of CrossFit, uh, cycling and yeah. like our world, it's one of the most common. It's kind of the perfect, field. yeah, it's like the perfect cocktail for a CrossFit athlete, right? It, um, so that I guess just as a general overview, if you were to look it up, um, it's not a SARM, which is a lot of. Uh, what a lot of people think it is a SARM is a selective androgen receptor modulator. That's a full, <laughs> nice word. Of words. Good um, research. Right? This is a PPARD, which is a peroxum proliferated activated receptor. Holy cow, that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. Um, so it basically just like burns fat instead of carbs and increases your metabolic conditioning yep. by by taking it. Um, I would imagine you didn't really like notice a time looking back where you're like, Oh, now I remember him getting super fit or maybe you do. Um, not necessarily. There was a time where he got, he got super lean, but it was around the time of the open and then into quarterfinals. Okay. I just assumed it was from all the cardio he was doing because yeah. that's, that's where he lacked was his cardio. Yeah. Um, he's super strong, naturally, yeah. Uh, yeah. very powerful, but that's all he really needed to kind of push it to the next level, get better at running cardio and conditioning. Sure. Yeah. That's wild. Um, so as the, and you were the team captain, correct? Mm -hmm. So you get the email. Um, I'm going to say, Really quick before we dive into thoughts and feelings and that kind of stuff, can we take a real quick break to adjust some things and then come back? Yeah. Cool. Part two coming up. Part two. So we are back. Uh, just a quick little technical difficulty break, but um, we were just talking about, you know, you receive the email from CrossFit HQ. Uh, what's that conversation look like with you and your teammates and then the people around you? Yeah. And what's the, I want to know the, formality of the email like yeah, what, yeah. what's that's in the email what do they tell you i assume that's quite a process after because you have a lot of questions after you get that email a lot of questions but but no questions at the same time because it, it is what it is mm -hmm. um 
I had the email email pulled up. Hold on. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, Once again, I really appreciate you sharing with us. This is uh, a, t- a really tough subject. So, yeah, yeah it's the heaviest conversation we've had on here. Yeah, probably. So, really appreciate you. Absolutely. Um, so, the email says, Miss Dunlap, a member of your semifinal team, Jalen, provide a sample of the Mid Atlantic CrossFit Challenge. On May 29, that contained GW 1516 and uh, Soul Foxide and Soul metabolites of GW 1516. Um, they're a class of hormone and med- metabolic modulators. The substance is prohibited under CrossFit's drug policy. Mr. Franklin is provisionally suspended pending the outcome of any appeal and your team is ineligible to advance to the CrossFit games. Mr. Franklin has until June 20th four to notify CrossFit of his intent to appeal. Um, and then we got Curtis's phone number um, from the CrossFit games. Um, to ask him if we have any questions. So Curtis is like the director of sports performance or something for CrossFit. I'm not sure what his official title is, um, but him and Adrian and the CrossFit game staff were all CC'd on this email. I see. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, The extreme high of qualifying for the CrossFit games is something that very few athletes in the sport get to experience. This was a week later that you got this two, two weeks after mm-hmm. like, what, what is that? What are your first thoughts? Like, do you right away call the team? Do you get a hold of your husband? Um, do you start researching what the heck GW 1516 is? So I just got done and back home training from the gym. When I got the email, it was a Friday night. Um, Alan was home. Reagan was home. Got the email, told Alan and got on a call with the team immediately, uh, a FaceTime. Um, Jalen was actually headed down to go visit his wife in Alabama, who was pregnant with twins uh, due this month. So he was on his way to drive down to go see her. It was, uh, I don't know if it was Father's Day weekend. Um, anyway, something was happening that weekend. Got on a call with him um, and he he was shocked. Um, he said, really? Um, it's kind of hard for me to explain his, his reaction, um, but it wasn't a like, it wasn't a, like a WTF reaction. Yeah. Like really? Oh, it seemed like a, almost like an, Oh shit reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as I mean, for me personally, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. No kidding. Excuse my language. Um, but especially if I didn't knowingly take something, um, so we got on the phone call. He didn't know what GW 1516 was, when I read the email off to him. Yeah. Um, so we all Googled it at that moment. I said, okay, it's 
it's Endurable or Carterine. Um, he told us initially that, you know, I may have taken something in January. I may have taken it in February or I may have taken it in March. Ah, so you get a hold of the team and, um, like once you guys talk to Jalen, I'm assuming you talk to the other two probably in private. Are you guys like, you know, obviously there's like a, a level of devastation, but what, what's the conversation like at that point? Because I mean, if anybody doesn't know, a lot of people listening to this show are fans of CrossFit. Um, but as an athlete, if you're not in the top 0.1%, it's a lot of sacrifice to get to the games, to get to semifinals, mm -hmm. you know, not only just time, but as soon as you qualify, there's, I mean, there's so much to pay for as an athlete to go and to compete. And that process, depending on where you're at and where you get scheduled to for semifinals really has to start immediately after you punch your ticket. Yep. Um, because you don't have a lot of time to raise money, to get donations, to have sponsorship help. Um, two weeks after qualification, where were you guys in that process? And, you know, what, what do the steps look like past that? Um, so obviously like we were training three to four days a week all together. Mm -hmm. Um, but we had created a GoFundMe. Um, and that was on, I, I wanted to get that set up. Um, I'm the team captain. I just wanted to, to handle it. Um, so we got the GoFundMe set up, talked about that as a team in person. Um, Jalen asked, he was like, Hey, I have a GoFundMe account. I can create one. I said, no, I'll create it. Um, I did not find this out until afterwards when we were trying to refund everyone's money that he created his own GoFundMe with the same photo that I did on mine, the same title, everything. So Shaylin or Nick didn't realize that he created one, but I also created one. So okay. the one that they shared to get money for was his. Uh. So he had about $1,600 in his GoFundMe. Um, I only had like 300 or so, okay. um, which I dispersed as soon as we got it yeah. because, you know, we all have flights, hotels, all that stuff to pay for. Yeah. Um, so fortunately we got that money back after Andrew Hiller created that yeah. terrible video of us. Um, but it did come with good things with, you know, having Jalen give us the money back so we could give it back to our supporters. Yeah. So I don't, I, I've never met, you know, any of the other teammates. Um, so I don't want to like assume bad things, but was there any like question about him giving the money back that was raised? Like, were you nervous that he was going to hang on to it until after the appeal process or not, you know, not refunded at all? We were. Okay. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, we were. Um, we had asked him after like on Monday, after we got the email. So two days, he said that he had, um, I guess withdrew it out of his account. So he would have right. had it a couple of days later. 
Um, and I think Andrew Hiller made that video maybe a week after that. Yeah. So we had been sharing it on our stories like, hey, we don't like Jalen blocked us a couple of days later um, because he did not like our um, statement, our video statement. Yeah. Um, which I took out the verbiage on my Instagram page that he didn't like, um, because I wanted to remain neutral and I wanted to trust him, you know, still and believe that he didn't take that, um, knowingly. So, um, so yeah, I, I tried to remain neutral in the entire thing, but still got blocked. Um, so we shared it on us on our stories and that kind of like drew some attention. Andrew put it on his YouTube channel. We ended up getting the money back. He texted us that night that that wow. video came out and said, Hey, I'm sending you the GoFundMe money back. That's good. At least. Yeah. I don't yeah. know much about like, I've, did you guys end up meeting Andrew Hiller? Like no. did he try and get a hold of you guys at all to clear any of that with you or like anything we like tried that? tried to get a hold of Shaylin, yeah. but at that point it was so new for all of us. Um, and Jalen went on a podcast the Sunday that we found out and kind of, you know, did not say good things to make his story reliable. Yeah. No. Sound legitimate. That was yeah. the Clydesdale podcast, right? Yeah. 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 So, and he went on there by himself. Yeah. So we felt like, Hey, like we don't want people to associate. We don't want people to think that we knew that he did that. Yeah. We don't want people to think that we do that. So it was like a protection for ourselves. Yeah. 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 yeah and that's, I think that's where I wanted to, we kind of I, wanted to go next. Like, yeah, that really makes me, I guess, what what is the reaction from the outside world? I can only imagine, you know, what that is like because you guys released your statement, you have that video come out, but then like, what are those individual comments? Did you guys get a lot of DMs, that kind of stuff? I got a ton of support from loved ones, friends. You know, I'm so sorry this happened. Like. I have terrible luck, Um, you know, a lot of support. Um, There was after that came out too. he uh, and and then he blocked us because he didn't like our response. He he posted on his story like we would have been more supportive of him if he wasn't black. Um, So that was probably the most heartaching thing for me because I've been so supportive of him and, you know, wanting him to be successful. And I never discriminate or anything based on someone's skin color. Yeah. Like I wanted the best for him. I want to believe the best for him. I still feel so bad that he has, is having to go through this. And, you know, this was supposed to be his career in the army. He was supposed to go to the army or warrior fitness team um, in the fall. And he's unable to do that now because of, you know, the choices that he made. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, just, that was probably the most, the hardest thing for me to have to deal with because a lot of people saw his side and him protecting himself 
um, and automatically sided with him versus asking us like, Hey, what's your guys's story? Like sure. what, what really happened? Sure. Um, so yeah, that was just, that, that was really tough to have like my moral character and integrity questioned because he said that, you know, we would be more supportive of him if he yeah. were it's it's hard too because you know as an individual competitor if you test positive there's nowhere to run like you you are the only one to blame but if you are on a team like in your position um and you are under the same name as another athlete that you compete with that test positive not only is the individual that test positive you know under scrutiny but the entire team is yeah and and to escape that uh, is very difficult. Like you, yeah. there's no way for you to protect yourself in that situation, especially when you didn't know about any of it. Yeah. So that makes it even, even more difficult. But that's, I mean, it's hard. Cause you know, like if, if people that don't know Danielle or anyone else on the team, their first reaction is going to be, Oh, well, there's no way they didn't know. Yeah. You know, yeah, like one person's a cheater, all of them are a cheater. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and that's what was shown in the in the Hiller video. It's like, is is all of CrossFit shoe fly dirty? And yeah. that was very hard for my for the owner of that gym to see that because yeah. she's running a successful affiliate, and no one at that gym, you know that that we know of anyways is knowingly like cheating and would right. never I mean, right. test positive so clearly not <laughs> right. yeah um so that was you know so hard for for her but also hard for for me to see um yeah. and a lot of that stuff like the facts in andrew's video weren't true i don't know if you guys saw it but yeah i did he said he said that you know shaylin was judging her husband and her teammate, that was me judging Nick. And I had reached out to him and told him like, Hey, I was judging Nick, you know, th through his, you know, uh, individual quarterfinals, you know, workout, which didn't matter at all for the season. Sure, um, sure. however, like I understand that my judging like wasn't up to par, but I worked with him, from that point on to make sure that his reps were legit. Yeah. Especially going into to semifinals and being judged at like that, you know, at that level. Yeah. And that, that kind of stuff is like, you can tell he was just reaching for the story. Probably. Yeah. To, yeah. to create a story and against, narrative. against each one of you, because it doesn't, none of that really matters. Um, and, you know, in person, that's where all of the reps are, you know, are, are counted. And you obviously like qualified in person legitimately with yep. legit reps with a legit in-person judge that, you know, whatever. So that, yeah, I, I thought it was also a very harsh video. Um, ironically, you didn't have anything negative said about you at all um, from the video. Not that it makes, you know, any difference, but still, it's still, um, not a very cool thing to have to go through, um, especially on top of everything that you had already gone through. Yeah, it was really hard. I like, I respect what Andrew's doing. I really do because I think that it's very important for all of us to move, do the movements to standard. Um, mm -hmm. I do think that's extremely important. And, you know, when you're in competition, you, 
you get away with what you can get away with, but because you want to go fast and you want to win, but also at the same point, like you're going to get those judges that are strict judges and you have to like move well. So I respect what he's doing and stepping like the CrossFit judging and just CrossFit as a company, you know, yeah leveling them up so i think that's really important yeah it's, um, it's I, like, I respect what he's doing but i don't love the delivery <laughs> yeah yeah his his challenging aspect of things that a lot of people are too scared to challenge is is great and i think it's great for the sport and great for the community um but yeah i just seeing somebody that i care for and have been friends with for a while kind of get dragged under the bus uh, wasn't great to see yeah i mean seeing it on the other side of things where it's like well i don't know if you really did your homework here it does make it frustrating and possibly brings the question like how much is he telling a narrative that he wants to tell about other people you know so that's that's a hard thing to see from that side um i guess kind of digging out of this this hole of negativity like where are you at now um you're obviously training. You're still training. You're still, I'm assuming, um, really close with Shaylin and Nick, like what, uh, what are the relationships like there and what, you know, what have you guys talked about moving forward, maybe into next season or, um, beyond? Yeah. So as of right now, I've kind of chatted with my coach and, and I wanted to take this time as an off season, um, but still work on things that I need to work on. So I'm focusing on strength right now. That's my biggest hole in CrossFit. Uh, so I'm focusing on that, just trying to have fun with training and Metcons and friends. Um, but still I have something to work on. So yeah. as of right now, just focusing on strength, um, been having fun with that moving into next season we haven't solidified anything but we had someone reach out to us that is interested in being our fourth for the up-and-coming season sure we had an interview with him it went really well um he's on a crossfit games team right now um their team is moving to different parts of the world doing other things. So he's looking to move to the rally area and be a part of our team. He's got a flexible job. So we're going to see if that's a good fit. Um, he's coming to visit next weekend. We want to make sure it's a good fix. I feel like last year with the text kind of throwing it all together, like, Hey, do you guys want to be on a team in December? Wasn't yeah. ideal. So Shaylin and I both and Nick, we both think it's very important um, that we make sure it's a right fit. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, it's good to hear. It's good that you guys are still like, you know, moving forward, trying to make trying to make plans on top of everything that has already happened like that. So I I guess I I didn't realize that. Is there any negative effects outside of obviously what we have discussed, but in terms of formality for the other three teammates on a team that um, test positive? Like, do you have increased testing um, moving forward? Do you you're not disqualified for um, next year or for four years or anything like that? Right. No, no, not at all, which is which is great. we didn't get in trouble with CrossFit. Yeah. At all. Um, I think That's good. the only negative repercussions were just 
obviously not being able to go to the games, um, feeling like we wasted a lot of time um, and money. Oh yeah. Yeah. And money. Yeah. Well, I was pretty, pretty excited when you said that your, your first reaction from the outside world was a lot of support. Yeah. That's what, uh, you know, I can only imagine being in that position, but I'm sure a lot of people and a lot of teams in the past just completely got dragged through the mud as a whole. Um, so it makes me excited for the future for you because now you have made it, you know, you can do it. And, and it's like for these guys, when they made it, now they kind of had that under their belt, even though you technically didn't get to go do it next year, when you step on the floor at the Mac or wherever you've already done it. Yeah. So it's fuel. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Regardless of us, of us, you know, going team or not, I will be competing. Um, and I, I'm having trouble taking this as kind of like an off season right now because I want to, I want to, you know, go to the games. And, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to use it as fuel regardless. Um, but, and I'm so thankful just for everyone's support and understanding and just, you know, leaning into us during this time where we feel like we lost. Yeah. So yeah well nothing but support from us obviously um yeah your honesty and openness is incredible um it take i yeah it takes a lot of vulnerability to come on and have this conversation and um i think it's really good for the sport to have people having open honest conversations about this kind of stuff because it runs rampant in all of sports but yeah. for some reason in a sport that's based on endurance and strength, we all of a sudden think that it's a problem that other people are not having, Yeah, you know, and there seems to be a really harsh light on the PED issue in CrossFit right now, where Olympic lifting has had <laughs> entire countries get banned. You know, you had one year in major league baseball, like 89 players popped yeah. in major league baseball in one year. And we have what, 17 people right now, 19 is the most in 20, 18 or 2019 that have tested positive in a season. And, and now all of a sudden it's this thing where the internet wants to shine a light on it. But uh, I think conversations like this really, you know, highlight the fact that people are working hard and doing great things without, you know, uh, doing illegal substances. Yeah. 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 I, I get the reasoning in wanting to do it. I mean, you work so hard and you want to, you know, you want to get that like last little edge, you, you know, like the Nicholas Joyel situation, like him being yep. on the bubble for so many years. Like I get it. Like I understand that, but you can't cheat. Like you're cheating. You know, if you're cutting reps, if you're taking anything like that. And the problem is too, is like everyday members think that everyone at the CrossFit games is taking banned substances. So they're saying like, Hey, it's okay. It's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the hardest thing for, for me to hear is like some of my clients finding out like, Hey, one of my best friends just told me that she takes supplements, PEDs. She takes PEDs. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I'm so disappointed, but 
but she said her reasoning was like all of the games athletes do it. Why is it not okay if I do it? Yeah. So I think it's an awesome thing that, you know, the media is so explosive on the people that do get caught. And there are these repercussions because hopefully it's going to stop other people from doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the integrity of the sport is, uh, it relies on the integrity of the athletes and until the consequences, you know, for doing something that's not legal are high enough that, that thin line is going to be pushed constantly. So I think the more that we can get the transparency out there of, of how it's not worth it, but also the, you know, the, um, like you said, the, the media grabbing onto it and, and making it a negative thing. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a difficult road for a little while. And I really hope that all of these from this year and most likely from a few years to come really hope it opens the eyes of CrossFit HQ to do more and to test more than just the top 25 individual athletes that everybody knows, because it's, it's obviously running much deeper than that. Yeah. I do. I do also think that everyone on the team, every, every qualifier, especially for the last chance qualifier, everyone should be tested. Totally. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It isn't, that is one of the hardest things about this though. Everybody has their solution to solve it and that we'll just test everybody all the time. And uh, while CrossFit is doing well, it's not financially feasible for them to drug test everyone all the time. Yeah. So I, it's very, yeah, I think that's a different, I think that's a different conversation. I think I wholeheartedly believe that every athlete that's, that qualifies that is going to be in Madison. Oh yes, 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 yes. I agree. Yeah. At that stage. Yeah. Sorry. I meant like at the semifinal. Yeah. Like before you even go in at that stage. And then a lot of people suggest testing year round. Yeah. Like Like a uh, massive amount of track and field does that, right. Where you're on a list. I've actually been in the USADA testing pool before where you have to have have 24 hour notice and have to submit stuff. I think I, I can almost guarantee within the next two years that that will be somewhat adopted in some form, but well, Alan, Alan still gets emails from, you know, the last time he competed was 2017 at the games. He still gets emails to, to get tested. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, he doesn't follow through with any of them because he's not, com- he's not trying to compete yeah. anymore, but I mean, there's still is a list where people will get, you know, randomly tested, emailed and. Sure. Interesting. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Um, I'm very excited for your future just as an athlete. I'm, I'm ready f- to see you on the competition floor at, at the games. Um, Me too. <laughs> it's going to freaking happen. I'm pulling for you. I was Thank so excited you. to compete alongside each other this year. Um, oh, no, me too. And I'm very bummed, but your outlook, uh, and, and your positive, your, your positive outlook on everything that has happened is, um, is contagious. So keep mm-hmm. doing you keep being the person you are and, and yeah. influencing all the people that you do. Keep speaking your truth to people, even though you're probably going to have people that still doubt, you know, that team and stuff. Keep speaking your truth. Thank you. You have have worked so hard and it's just incredible. When I saw these guys qualify again, obviously that was really exciting. But man, we were so pumped when we found out that you guys. Yeah qualified as well so i was honest i was shocked that we did so well 
so Especially well. going into it, like with Brian friend ranking us at like fifth or sixth, like yeah. being on the cusp, like yeah. we were keeping up with everybody. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I was, I was super excited. And, you know, I, knowing that we, that I, and we can make it like, you know, is, is definitely fuel for fire. Yeah. Well, we are excited for you for 2023. So 23, we will keep your, keep your journey as a part of our, our bourbon and balance crew, uh, you know, listens to this and, and hopefully down the line, we'll, we'll interview some more and, and get some footage of you at the games on the yes. floor. Third time's the charm. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Fingers crossed. Like All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you again. Um, Thank you. And we'll see you tonight. Actually. Yeah, actually, we get to train together tonight. So. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I'm going to get my butt kicked because I haven't been doing much cardio. No. <laughs> You'll be fine. She's going to be great. Oh, Keep your body, right. mind, and drink strong. Reverend and Balance Boys, out. As always, thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with somebody who you think would enjoy it as well.